Joseph Smith, I'd say he was the best prophet there was to date. Okay. Just because of how he was, and um, it, uh, at least this is my opinion, like how he was spiritually and everything like that. But what a lot of people now get mixed up is um, worshiping either the prophet or, you know, God. Mm-hmm. Where some people will see like, uh, oh, we should focus on, you know, worshiping like, oh, our prophet's amazing. And they talk more about the prophet than actual like than actually worshiping God. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the episode. This is uh, episode 64, I think. It's one of my favorite numbers. Well, why is that? It's divisible by a lot of other numbers, <laughs> and I think it's satisfying. Well, that's fun. Um, today we and have a very a special guest. Square, sorry. <laughs> we have a special guest. Name is Zane. Um, Zane, you want to introduce yourself without using, I just kind of did, but like, <laughs> where are you from? Why are you here? Just give us a little background on, on um, who you are. So I guess I grew up in Utah at, you know, I grew up in Utah and I'm part of the Mormon church. So I've been that ever since, you know, I was born and we moved out to Tennessee. And so we're in like the middle of nowhere, uh, nice. farm Tennessee. Yeah. And so me and Zane actually met in Mexico. Yeah. Like how many years ago? It was like two years ago now, maybe. Yeah. About two. Um, we were at the cenote, which is like, it's a cool spot to like jump off cliffs and stuff into this pretty much big water hole. And I think it started raining. So we were like all, I don't know if we met before that, but I remember like talking to you guys while we were standing underneath this like plop or whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah. I think we we're like huddled <laughs> under like a little yeah. like tent looking thing. And, uh, we and just got to talking and my dad was probably like, Hey, my son flies drones. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hit it off there at some point. And we've just been, you know, talking ever since and. Yeah. No, I'm here. Nice. So do you listen to the podcast or have you listened to the podcast? Yeah. So I've, I don't know, ever since you showed, like you told me you were doing a podcast, I've been listening since. Nice. And Did you plug the podcast when you <laughs> met? Dude, I always plug the podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your main like personality trait. <laughs> just plugging the podcast. <laughs> um, so I do want to kind of dive into like your story. You're in a big family. You guys travel a lot. You kind of have a unique, a unique upbringing. Yeah. Um, and especially being like in the Mormon church and that upbringing as well. Like, I don't think a lot of people can relate or kind of know what that is. So you want to kind of like maybe talk about what that kind of is like and like maybe a lot of misconceptions people have about it or. Um, like I would say the most common, which is kind of true, is the big, <laughs> big Mormon families. Uh, if you okay. know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so it's more of a conception than a misconception. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's I mean I think that's with most like big religious family like mm-hmm. big religion like people that are really religious usually have pretty decent sized families. So But like for us, like we only have like we're a family of five, so it's only five, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well like, you know, all of us are five. So like yeah. I have two other siblings. But okay. mm-hmm. so it's not that big, but you know, I've I know a lot more people that are like Seven, ten. ten. I, like, I know a Mormon family that, that has like seven, yeah, by like five kids. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's funny because, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, it's not true. It's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's a reason behind that or is it just uh, the way it goes or? I have no idea. Just the culture of it kind of? I think so. Yeah, nice. Uh, and you were homeschooled as well? Yeah, so I've, uh, I was homeschooled up to, 
school from seventh grade on. And yeah, I guess that's just been it. Yeah. Nice. Did you ever go to like a normal school or public yeah, school? Yeah. So I went to a charter school from kindergarten to sixth grade and then. Nice. On. What people are going to always, they always ask like, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I guess you want to talk a little bit about like the pros, the cons. Yeah. So, uh, charter school is almost the same thing as like public school. Mm-hmm. It's just, you have to wear a uniform. And then switching over to homeschooling, was there a reason behind that or? Uh, we, so we switched over to homeschool when we left from, uh, Utah to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So we left and we just switched and it's been like that ever since. Okay. Nice. And how often you guys usually come? Is it like a few months at a time and then you travel again or is it you try to stay home now for a little little bit longer? So we're trying to stay, you know, you stay at home for however long it depends. Um, Mm -hmm. most of the time we leave during the winter because it gets cold. And mom doesn't like the cold, so she wants to leave, but <laughs> it really just depends. Okay. But yeah. Most recently we've been trying to stay at the house for as, you know, longer times. Nice. Why are you in Aspen? Helping Luke out with the drone projects and. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Zane's talented too in like drone stuff and filming and editing. So he's hanging out with me, doing fun stuff. Cool. Mostly. Riding dirt bikes. Crashing dirt bikes. <laughs> <over> <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So I think we should kind of shift over back to the faith side of this whole thing. So what, I guess, so you grew up Mormon. Yeah. Would you still consider yourself part of the Mormon church or has there been any shifts in your like beliefs? Is it anything or like, what's your journey with that kind of been? So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'd still consider myself a Mormon. Okay. Um, but you know, as you get older, there's some things that like you re like, I'm not, to be like, you know, a diehard Mormon. Like some people, um, for example, you have a thing like the word of wisdom. Okay. And what a lot of people think is it's like a covenant, for example. Um, and in there, they're like, oh, d- don't drink uh, hot liquids, which would be like, oh, you can't drink tea. Oh, you can't have like, like, like so some people won't drink like hot cocoa. Tea. Yeah. <laughs> but then they'll drink like hot, like hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> um, which kind of doesn't make sense, but like, you know, for some things, it's kind of like a word of wisdom. It's not um, a covenant. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people, uh, you know, get that wrong or. And when you say people like a lot of Mormons get that wrong? Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of, a lot of Mormons. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So when you see Christianity, would you say Mormonism is under the umbrella of Christianity? Or would you say it's something different? And what's the, like, the big differences you see between Mormonism and, like, let's say, Baptists or, like, I mean, we, we're non-denominational, but, like, just, like, I guess there's Catholic. There's so many, right? So, mm-hmm. like, what are the main differences, would, would you say? Um, I would say the main difference for the Mormon church is it takes a, the, you have a thing called the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. which is, like, an, it's, a ne- uh, it's another testament of, uh, well, I want to make sure I'm, uh, I forgot the exact like wording of it, but like it's another book that we have, mm-hmm. so it kind of adds on to like the Bible and other things, and um, it just explains more of like you know the of like uh, what happened before Christ, after Christ, and some of that stuff. Okay, that's kind so, of summing it up. So kind of like Joseph Smith is your guys is like main. Did he start Mormonism or kind of like what's the story behind that? Yeah, so Joseph Smith was. Um, 
the first prophet. So he went through and restored the church. So okay. he went through and um, he took, like, uh, when was it? I think he was, was it 12? Um, sorry, I don't know this off, off the top no, of my all head. Good, yeah. but it was, we're, not, we're not scholars here. We're just <laughs> having a conversation. But see, he went through and restored the church at a young age. And so as he was doing that, he was the first prophet. And after that, he moved. Uh, he went through and, like, you know, he started to... He unburied the plates. So how it worked is when he turned 18, uh, there were golden plates that were buried. And uh, an angel went through and showed him, hey, here's like, here were the plates and we need you to translate them. So he went through and was able to translate them. And then after that, he went through and started, you know, he created the Book of Mormon. Well, You know, he translated the Book of Mormon and then so on, and then, you know, he hired, uh, you know, a lot, and then not hired, but, you know, he started, you know, pushing more for the church and sharing the gospel of it. Okay. Um, and then, like, so, I guess people always ask for proof, right? And it's kind of annoying, because, like, just have faith, too, is, like, a big thing. Is there any, like, historical evidence for any of that, or is it kind of just faith-based? Um, i say the main thing would be, like, the Book of Mormon, but then the hard thing is to, you know, explain because uh, some people would be like, oh, where are the golden plates or where are these? But like, you know, I think that. So the golden plates don't physically, or like they're not found kind of like the Ark and the Covenant kind of situation. Yeah, you so would say? what it was, um, I think what it was is Joseph Smith said an angel took them back after he translated them. Um, and don't, don't quote me on that, but I think <laughs> it's something similar to, you know, I think an angel took them, and so it's just been. So an angel came to Joseph Smith. It wasn't like, let's say, God directly. Yes. Yeah, so Joseph Smith, how it worked is, when he was um, a young boy, I think it was, I think it was twelve. Um, what happened is, was it twelve or fourteen? It's one of those two. Um, but what happened is, an angel, or he went into the forest and he started praying, and he saw Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith saw Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. Heavenly Father. And they appeared to him, and they told him that, you know, hey, you need to restore the gospel of the church. So after that, he had to wait until he was 18 years old, and then an angel came to him. Um, do you know why that is? I think it was to it was to do with something with, um, it was some, uh, uh, what is it called? Like the priesthood. Okay. So, uh, he, you know, I don't think he was... I don't know if it was ready, but, you know, he had to have the correct priesthood. Okay. So you have two levels. You have the Ironic and the Melchizedek, yeah. And so those two, he had to go through, and they just said, hey, you need to um, have the higher priesthood. And he he had to wait until he was 18 when he could get the Melchizedek priesthood. And after that, he went through, and an angel came to him, and then, you know, he went and buried the plates and translated them with the help and they were Egyptian, kind of, as yeah. far as language goes? So they were dating back all the way, I don't I don't remember exactly how far back. So Like centuries or like? Like centuries, okay. like way, way far back. Okay. So then he just had to go through and he had, um, it, was a, it was a thing that helped him translate it, which was given to him through, I think, an angel. And he was able to, you know, 
translate it. Don't quote me on that, but I... Uh, sort of like yeah, a Rosetta no. Stone for... <coughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think um, it, it is similar to Christianity in the sense that um, non-believers will often ask us, like, where's your proof? Mm-hmm. And it is faith-based, especially when we get the question, like, where is God? And the phrase, like, seeing is believing, you know? Um, and I think seeing is believing, but... Um, blessed are those who see, or blessed are those who, be, like, believe and don't see. Like, mm-hmm. that's what Jesus told what the guy who was showing the mm-hmm. hands. <laughs> I think seeing is believing, but you can also believe without seeing, like you just said. Yeah. Um, and that's where it gets super hard with faith and religion, right? Because you can go to a, a Muslim and be like, yo how do you know this is true? And he's like, well, bro, it's like, it's just true. God revealed to me. Yeah. Like exactly. it's true. <laughs> and to them, it's as true to them in that religion as Christianity or Mormonism is true for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it becomes super difficult because we can't really base. I think people start basing their religion and faith off of feelings. Yeah. And that's where it gets dangerous. We need to look at the sources of infer- information we have. Right. And, Yes, like still have that faith side of it, um, but then like compare it, and it's hard to explain, but like just looking at all the information we have and just trying to see what, what truth is, and that's that's the hard part, and that's kind of what we're trying to do here, I guess, right? Yeah. So, um, okay, so like you were talking about kind of like the priesthood and stuff. What's the hierarchy in, Mor- in Mormonism? Is there like, because like in our church, it's like there's, the pastor right and then there's kind of like the elders i guess you could say mm-hmm. but there's not really like a a ranking is there any sort of leveling up or leveling up yeah. <laughs> a video game forgive me for using the wrong terms here but so how much xp do you get <laughs> um so i guess like you have different levels of priesthood so you know the younger you are so i think it's Sorry, it's either 12 or 14. I'm, I have that messed up. I don't remember exactly which one. And then yeah. all this, like, information is in the Book of Mormon, essentially, like how yeah. it's all laid out. Okay. And so you have the Aaronic Priesthood, or Ironic Priesthood, and that one's, you know, the first priesthood you get, either 12 or 14, and only males can have it. Okay. Only guys. And and how do you, is this some sort of ceremony, or so is there some sort of test or something? How it works is when you turn of age, um, you just get... Uh, uh, what is it? They go through and um, give you the priesthood. So, you know, a bunch of them come over and I guess pray and then you know, put their hands on your head and then mm-hmm. they pray and you get the priesthood. Is it kind of like a bar mitzvah celebration vibe after? Is it more just kind of low key? More of like your priest now or pri- in the priesthood now kind of thing. Yeah. More of like, oh, you're priest. Like okay. you have the priesthood now, um, which is good. You know, like you have like your baptisms mm-hmm. and then you have your priesthood at you know, several years later. And then you have, I think it's once you turn six, no, once you turn 18, then you get the Melchizedek priesthood. And that means, you know, let's say, for example, you have keys to the gospel. So like, um, you know, you have, let's say you have a certain amount of keys. So when you're younger, you wouldn't have as much. What do you mean keys? What do you like, mean by that? Like physical keys or these? So like, um, let's say like gospel keys, like permissions. You yeah. So, for example, like, oh, you wouldn't be able to do, uh, I can't think of any specific thing, but like, <laughs> let's say you have a certain amount of, let's say you have 10 doors. Yeah. And when you're 12 or 14, you know, you get the 
uh, Heronic keys, and you might open three of those doors. And then you get Melchizedek keys, and you get more. And then you could open, like, five. and Like access. So access yeah. to scripture, essentially? Not to scripture, because anyone's able to do that. It's okay. kind of like to the priesthood of what you're able to do. Okay. So, like... So what does it, if it's not scripture, what... What are the things you can kind of like unlock essentially? So when you get the Melchizedek priesthood, you're able to, you know, do a lot more things like spiritually, like you'd be able to give blessings. You'd be able to, um, you know, baptisms. You're able to do a lot more things like that. Okay. So can a woman at all get any sort of, I guess, keys in a sense or? Uh, no. Okay. I'm still confused. Like, I'm not exactly sure why. So, but like, could your mom, per se, like, bless you? No. So, like, um, you know, women can, you know, they can still pray. They can, scriptures, everything, but they just don't have the priesthood to be able to, you know, give out blessings or to baptize or to okay. do anything like that. Okay. Um, and you have any any uh, questions from here? I mean, no. there's there's so many ways we could go, and like yeah, I don't, I mean, don't want to just like interview about Mormonism. I don't want exactly. I'm I'm uh, just like listening because I I don't <laughs> I honestly don't know a lot about Mormonism, so it's interesting to learn about. Yeah, and the hard thing is I'm like I don't know I'm not like the most diehard. Yeah, you're Mormon, not so like hardcore. <laughs> so I don't know like no yeah I can't I, quote I can't, everything no, yeah, by. So mind. what is a Mormon's like end game? What do they? They they obviously live a very devoted life in like and what about from what I've seen right, mm-hmm. um they truly believe it they live it out, why, why do they do that they obviously believe it's true so that's probably why but like, what happens when they die is it, heaven like most Christians think of it or what's, yeah so what's the afterlife look like I guess it's the same as you know Christians your end goal is just to become closer to God so, you want to be you know like the end goal of so. You want to go to heaven and... Correct me if I'm wrong, but do you want to become a god or do you want to spend eternity with God? Uh, Spend eternity, actually. I haven't heard where you're like, you want to become a god, but okay. I know you, you know, your main goal is to become, you know, w- you know, to be with God and to be, you know, in heaven. And Okay. Let me know if there's a misconception, but what I've, what I've heard is like, God was once someone like us, right? And in, in this what I've heard of Mormonism is God was once, I guess, a created being that leveled his way up to where he is now. And he's a God of, of us. Right. Mm-hmm. And our goal or our goal, and says that we were Mormons, we would want to at some point become like God and essentially have our own world. Is that a misconception or is that something? And also is there different like, denominations of mormonism or is there just like one (laughs) so many questions so So, um to get your first question i know like for example um what they say is you know god was born uh you know through mary yeah and you know well jesus yeah yeah, sorry jesus and he was raised until you know and he was preaching the gospel and Mm -hmm. everything up till you know he was crucified and after that you know and now you know, he's Jesus Christ, but so it's, you know, the same thing. Um, what was your other question again? What, what do you mean? Same thing? Like, so, you know, like comparing to us or like comparing to, you know, like Christians, um, uh, you know, how I guess it's similar in that way. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm struggling with that. Cause I feel like, you know, Jesus was sent by God as a sacrifice for us. So 
I guess that's pretty different because we're born into sin, right? And I guess yeah. the only diff- the difference between us and Jesus is was he never sinned. Yeah. And he was perfect. That's why he was the perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he died on the cross is for us. So we, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that's, yeah, I guess it's the same for that. Oh, what was the second thing I asked? Like, I don't know. Sorry, it's a little confusing. Yeah. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot. Okay. So you you essentially believe, like when you die, what do you believe is going to happen to you? Um, You know, you're tried if... What does know, that mean? Like, um, let's say, you know, not tried. Like, let's say um, you're... Uh, do you have to testify like, before? Yeah, you testify before God to yeah, say... So yeah, so you are tried. Yeah, and, you know, to see how, like, what you've done in your life okay. and everything like that. Okay, and then, like is what's the trial based on like what makes you guilty and not guilty yeah so i guess it's similar to you know like uh same things that you guys believe in like as in as in sin sin and everything similar to that so if it's sin or uh does forgiveness or jesus specifically have a role in that trial like based on you still oh. have, <laughs> yeah, like you still have repent, like repentance and okay. all that. Okay. So you repent for your sins. So you go on this trial, right? And then mm-hmm. Satan's like, well, he messed up. Because, I mean, in the Mormon church, is there like, is there people that are perfect? Or is does everyone acknowledge that they are sinful and have problems? Yeah, everyone's sinful and, you know, they have problems. Okay, so they believe in the sacrifice that Jesus yeah, how gave to them and how he covers that sin essentially yes and how he was you know he died on the cross for us and you know. okay and so essentially when you're in that courtroom jesus would see it be like okay no i covered that sin he's with me yeah and he would go through and be like you know if it was something like really horrible like as in uh you know one of the commandments is like you know murder or something mm-hmm. it's like well uh have you repented of this or you know oh, if you're like okay, yeah. no i no, I want to keep murdering. Then, yeah, you're probably not going to, you know, he's going to. Yeah, you're not sorry for the sins and you can't forgive something. You No, that bombing was covered by insurance. You're good. (laughs) 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 Okay. So, and that's just for big sins or is there also things for smaller sins? Is it the same thing for smaller sins? Like, let's say you lie and you want to keep lying. Is the same principle apply to that? Yeah, it's the same for, I guess, any sin. Yeah. Because that's the thing with sin, right? Like sin is sin. doesn't matter how big or small it is. It's still going to separate you from God. If I smack someone in the face or if I shoot them, mm-hmm. it's still sin. It's enough, like any amount of sin is enough to separate us from God for eternity, right? So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, has there been ever any doubt in your life, you think? or? Um, There's a few things that like, I don't know, it depends. So like you can go like, really really deep and some things mm-hmm. make sense and some don't um what are some things you think would say haven't made too much sense uh i have them written down but i don't i don't have them off the top of my head it's cool you write them down That's yeah a cool, cool idea um <laughs> you like look back <laughs> yeah but like another thing is um some like a big thing that i've seen recently is a lot of people so you have your prophet now which is a uh, russell nelson okay i think Kind of like a Pope figure almost, like for the yeah. Catholic Church. So yeah. he's like our prophet. And um, uh, what a lot of people do is they, you know, it's changed. 
I guess not recently, but, you know, throughout the years as it's been farther and farther. So, for example, like Joseph Smith, I'd say he was the best prophet there was to date. Okay. Just because of how he was and um, uh, at least this is my opinion, like how he was spiritually and everything like that. But what a lot of people now get mixed up is um, worshiping either the prophet or, you know, God. Mm -hmm. Where some people will see like, uh, oh, we should focus on, you know, worshiping. Like, oh, our prophet's amazing. And they talk more about the prophet than than actually worshiping God. And that's where a lot of people, you know, it's starting to change that way. Change in which direction? Uh, More towards... Uh, worshiping the prophet instead okay. of God. Yeah. I mean, I see that in the Catholic Church too, right? Like, I'll be in there and they, these people are praying to Mary more than they're praying to God and Jesus. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's dangerous for sure. It is, yeah. Um, Okay, so you got the book also, The Pearl of Great Price. You've got the Book of Mormon. Uh, is The Pearl of Great Price like on the same level as the book of mormon or is it kind of just like another thing you guys read a lot or is well what's kind of the deal with that so you have the doctrine and covenants you have the pearl of great uh, the pearl of great price and then you have the book of mormon okay and main you know the main focus for it is mainly the book of mormon and then doctrine and covenants and then we also read you know the old testament and the new testament mm-hmm. so we also read those two so if you had to kind of put them in a hierarchy are they all at the same level is it the Bible, the Book of Mormon, then those other books. Pestering him. <laughs> no, no, and yeah, if, if you ever want to stop, let me know. <laughs> the question uh, torture, but <laughs> so I would say they're mostly they're either all at the same, or um, you know we all so like currently you know what we're going through right now, like our church, mm-hmm. we're reading through, and I think we're in is it the Old Testament or the New Testament? We're in uh, one of those two, mm-hmm. and. But like, so we read all of them, but I would say, you know, the thing that most people know and that they want us to read is like Bible and Book of Mormon. Those are the two main ones. Okay. So what's the kind of the Pearl of Great Price and the other one about? Is it? Uh, just, you know, other accounts of, you know, things that went when, so like Doctrine and Covenants was four, I think. Don't quote me on that. I'm not exactly sure, but I know it's. Pearl of Great Price and Doctrine and Covenants are, you know, other testaments of, you know, God and okay. people. And then what about, like, the Book of Enoch and stuff like that? Is that something you guys consider as, like, doctrine? I, guess, I don't know. Or, have, have, do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. Is that something you guys read as well, or is that something you guys don't really? Yeah, so we read it also. Okay. And, yeah. So, like, we read all of them. Okay. I think th- I think that's similar to Christianity where we have I mean the only, I think the big difference is the Bible is like the, the book the book yeah like we wouldn't have any other book like even come close to being able to really kind of like talk about the Bible I guess and like mm-hmm. that is what's interesting about Abrahamic religions right like Islam the book of like the Quran says you should go read the Bible the book of Mormon I mean, I'm assuming you just like go read the Bible right yeah and so would you say there's any contradiction any contradictions between any of those books or do they all kind of like go hand in hand as far as like agreeing with each other? I'd say they agree. So main and to also go back to your last question, I'd say, you know, Book of Mormon, Bible. So those are our two main ones. Okay. And 
I don't say they contradict each other. If anything, the Book of Mormon kind of builds off of the Bible. So it adds in, you know, I guess kind of extra for like, I'll just like quick example. Like it would add like extra details to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and you know, it kind of fill in some things and I guess it kind of just, you know, improves. Okay. It, did Joseph ever, do you think Joseph Smith ever, like, I feel like I, I've heard a part, like people have said, like Joseph Smith said the book of Mormon is kind of like over the Bible in a sense. Is that, would you say that's true? Um, some people believe that and some don't, okay. I guess it's like mixed opinions on both. Um, and that probably kind of goes back to worshiping the prophet more than yeah. God, you think. So okay. some people like, they say like, oh, the book of Mormons, like, you know, some of them are like, oh, the book of Mormons, the only book that you should read and any other book. Oh, so okay. Them. So just, wow. Okay. Yeah. But then some people are like, no, you should read all of them or mm-hmm. no, the Bible's only good. So it just depends on who you talk to. Okay. And yeah. And is there any like big divisions within the church with people that are like only read the Book of Mormon, is there like almost different like churches within the Mormon church that kind of have, or is it just person by person? People it's, don't really care too much. It's mainly just person by person. So there's not a main like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to go to this church because they do this. It's all okay. generally the same. The only thing is that like you would have your, um, it's mainly just person to person. Like, oh, they think, uh, for example, you know, I know a few people that are like diehard Mormons. They won't have caffeine for example Mm -hmm. or they won't have like like they can't have like tons of things and the only reason is is because like they're like so die hard they follow the prophet and they think the book of mormon's the best Mm -hmm. where i've met other people that are like you know they've come from you know the other you know like christianity they've moved to the mormon church and they're like well this um you know i believe you know they're not die hard so they'd be like yeah it's fine to you know do like let's say have, you know, wine or beer and they'd say, oh yeah, that's fine. It's not like going to be horrible for me, but then they're not going to be like, and they actually worship, you know, God instead of being like, well, I don't want to worship, you know, a prophet. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, they'll, you'll go with the prophet and be like, well, yeah, some of the things he's saying are good, but then you're not going to be like, you know, everything that he says is amazing. Okay. Did Joseph Smith condone like drinking wine and stuff like that? Or is that kind of like um, so what happened is, which is really strange because what happened where, I don't know where it happened, but what a, a lot of people get this mixed up and Joseph Smith drank coffee and wine and beer, you know, mm-hmm. but then somewhere in the church it changed and um, either, I don't know if it's Joseph Smith or someone said that, you know, they had the word of wisdom. They're like, oh, you shouldn't drink hot liquids. You shouldn't have uh, beer or, or wine. Um, and they don't say it exactly like, th- you know, they say like, uh, or you shouldn't have like coffee. But then they're like, you know, or like you shouldn't have caffeine or whatever. Is there a reason behind that, you think? Or is it just, um, I have the word of wisdom. You guys should probably follow what I said. Yeah. So the only thing is what a lot of people do is they think it's the word of wisdom is a covenant. Which, you know, it's a word of wisdom, which means, you know, you take it as in, like... Advice, not, yeah, like, it's, yeah, a it's rule. A, <laughs> yeah, and that's where I think a lot of people get it wrong, because, like, a word of wisdom is something that, you know, let's, for example, in the word of wisdom, they're like, yeah, you don't want to um, excessively drink, mm-hmm. which, you know, 
that's a you know it's a word of wisdom so yeah it, kinda, it makes sense yeah you know don't get drunk <laughs> and like back then it said like hot liquids like to cure let's say you had like um a disease or something like you would have like they would drink like boiling liquids to like clean out your insides mm-hmm. which then would like you know hurt you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um so like you know it says like don't do that but um uh, coffee all that stuff is you know some people interpret it differently mm-hmm. okay because yeah we see like jesus drank wine right he made yeah. wine and so I'm, I'm i'm curious to see like what those discussions look like when people are like well the prophet said we probably shouldn't do it but then jesus is doing it and over here like yeah so i i think if anything you know go off of what jesus did mm-hmm. over because it, it's either going off of man or god yeah and god always go off of you know god. um but like i've met some people where they're like oh like i don't know what like they were saying like oh well jesus didn't drink actual wine he drank um like it was just grape it juice was, yeah it was grape <laughs> juice <laughs> like, no it wasn't <laughs> they have it back then. nice so. It's it's funny. What about like the Jewish covenant? Like if you, you read the Old Testament, New Testament, right? Like, mm-hmm. what about like the law, essentially, like the Levi- like the Le- like Leviticus and all that like stuff? Do you guys? Because like we in as a you know as Christians, we're like that was the law. Jesus came, he fulfilled the law, and now like since he fulfilled the law, we're no longer bound by it. Yeah. So, you know, eating bacon or like all these things that were essentially forbidden or like sacrificing animals, we don't do that anymore because Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the same for you guys or like do Mormons eat bacon? I guess that's my question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what it boils down to. Let's get to the really important. Yes. I couldn't go without bacon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's um, right. So, yeah, I don't like, we don't have anything like that. I'd say the only thing where is word of wisdom where people just that's i would say a main thing word of wisdom and okay so i i, I have to bring this up i'm sorry but like no, no, no. the multiple wives situation <laughs> yeah um is that also a word of wisdom and do words of wisdoms change because earlier in mormonism that was something recommended right joseph smith had many wives and all that stuff so it was a uh, oh, what's his name um great i forgot his name it was the second prophet after. It was the prophet after Joseph Smith. He had multiple wives. Okay, so Joseph and Smith himself. Didn't Joseph have Smith, I don't think he had multiple wives. No. Okay. Um, you know, and I would say that's wrong. You know, to have, you know, multiple wives, and it's not you know a word of wisdom. And they say you know you don't want to have multiple wives, for example. But like, so would um, why one. Why would like one of the greatest prophets essentially have multiple wives? Was it condoned back then, and has that changed, or has it always not been condoned? And he just that was one of his struggles. Um, I don't know. I don't see. Uh, I forgot his name. Yeah, no worries. I'll do some research real quick. I'm Joseph yeah. Smith here. Cool. You, you can go to that. But like, um, for example, uh, what's his name? You know, the second prophet. I would say he wasn't the best prophet alive. He did have some wrong to him. Um, but yeah, there was, uh, you know, there was like, you know, there's still wrong throughout the church mm-hmm. on some things like that. But yeah, you know, they try not to, I guess, you know, they kind of like say like, it's kind of, I don't know how to explain Like they kind of <laughs> like swept it under the table, kind of like, yeah. oh, don't do that. Put it under the rug or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's, but you know, no, they don't try to 
promote that or like they don't want you to have multiple wives. Mm-hmm. So it does look like I think, I mean, at least Wikipedia says he had multiple wives. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways. But yeah, no. Now we're like, yeah, not multiple wives or anything. Okay. Um, have Is there any other big, you think, things that have changed throughout the church through time? As far as like any changes, like doctrinal changes? Not really. Um, and then again, it goes back to like following prophet more than God. Mm-hmm. And then what's your guys' view on, like, Paul? I'm, I'm curious if it's, like, the same we have. Like, Better yeah. call Paul. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you guys consider him a prophet? Or, like, what what's his? Um, I guess it's the same as, you know, what you guys believe in. Just a disciple. You people. Yeah. yeah. You people. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, like, I'm not, like, against, like, I'm not against like the Christian church and if anything it like the Mormon church would probably build off of it. So I, I feel the same about the Mormon church and Catholic church. Cause I feel like, um, after the events of the Bible, like we kind of, the church kind of evolved mostly in Europe into, um, mm-hmm. like Catholicism, you know? And then with Martin Luther that kind of diverted into Lutheranism, which, evolved into non-denominational or whatever mm-hmm. it's like so um like nuanced but <clears throat> like i think it's interesting how many like like how many certain things that different churches will like agree on and we still like denominate ourselves well i think the situation where we're now like we all mostly agree on a lot of things right Mm -hmm. but then when you when i really like research mormonism stuff like the higher you go and i guess in this hierarchy and the more like knowledge you have access to it does become in my view pretty different from what we believe yeah yeah i think the main difference this is a different example but i think the main difference between um what we believe and what catholics believe based on what i know i'm not a catholic you know but um I think historically, like, Catholics like to have their leaders be religious, like political leaders, because um, it works like a government hierarchy in Germany, for example, or used to before Martin Luther, and they still celebrate, like, a holiday where um, Martin Luther, like, put his... um, his theses on like the door of the Catholic church where it's like a lot of the stuff that Jesus was saying, like you shouldn't profit off of people's worship to God. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. And you shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Like people were buying their way into heaven as if it was some Mm -hmm. sort of ticket. That was the problem. That's the problem with the Catholic church to this day, right? It's not a personal relationship. It's not you and God. It's you only with the church's power can be connected to God. Right. Where with Christianity, it's like you and God can talk and like. And you don't need the church. You don't need a yeah, middleman, essentially. Yeah, exactly. The thing is that it is a conversation necessary to have with someone who's Catholic, like we're doing now, with someone who's Mormon, although mm-hmm. you're not a hardcore Mormon, as you stated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's important to have these conversations because it's a lot more valuable than talking about other 
religions, you know, because I think when you, when we talk about them, we can say what we have read on the internet (laughs) (laughs) on Wikipedia, but we can't know from someone who actually believes something Mm -hmm. that we think is different. Yeah. And this is how we grow. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think both of our goals is just try to find truth and tell everyone we can about it. Yeah. We like to learn. That's why we're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, I guess this is kind of a hard, probably question to answer, but like when you look at Christianity, non-denominational, like is there things that you have questions about or things that you think are strange or that don't make sense? Um, I have them written down somewhere. <laughs> it's not a ton, but like, uh, not not really, okay. I guess. You know, there's a few things that I'm like, huh, they do that differently. Or, uh, you know, a few things that are just different. But Like, what do you think about church today? Is it similar to what a sermon would be like yeah. in church? Or? So, think of the Mormon church as, like, the business side. So, not like, so, you know, you went, we went, you know, today, and there was, like, a, you know, at your church, they had, you know, a band playing, and it was, yeah. you know, you had your pastor come up. And it was, you know, it was really cool. Um, whereas, like, at the Mormon church, you'd go up and you wouldn't, ha- I guess, have a band. You'd maybe have, like, you know, an organist or a pianist and you'd all sing or whatever. So, like, okay. And, but, like, you come in, like, suits or, like, you know, white shirt and a tie. And it's, think of it kind of like a more... More formal. Yeah, a more mm-hmm. formal kind of, like, business. I, that's how I've heard it explained, like, a business style. Yeah, as far as attire goes, just yeah, and gen- in general, like mood, I guess. I guess, yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's. Uh, I mean, there's some churches like, you know, people will dress up and stuff. This is kind of a more, come as you are church. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. The thing is, like, I have gripes with what, the ch- like with the churches that I have gone to, including this one. I still have gripes with the stuff that we do. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. This is more of a preference thing, but I don't like <laughs> I don't like the worship music because it takes half it takes away like half of the time that could be spent learning about stuff in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I like I I love to sing, but like when it takes up too much time. I yeah, I think it take a, I think it takes up too much time and I think Derek and Dan are great at what they do and I don't know the other people who play in the band, but I think they're <laughs> they're really good at what they do. I just don't think it's like, I don't know. It's just a preference. But there's also, um, you know, John Eldridge and Wild at Heart talks about how the church makes, um, well, you made that video, how church makes like weak men, you know, mm-hmm. that was the first, uh, when we were talking about chapter one and two, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I was there. Okay. But it also, he also says that the church makes like nice guys and that we don't really need any more like nice guys. Mm-hmm. We need men that are willing to fight and to go on adventures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true because they stand up for what they leave. Yeah, because I feel like a nice guy, <laughs> and I think most people that know me well would agree. I'm just kind of like a nice guy, mm-hmm. and I'm never really like. I mean, how do I phrase this? I've never threatened anyone <laughs> <laughs> not that that like I, I can't come up with a better term um 
I was talking to my mom about this the other day when we were um, watching the last episode. I can never seem to come up with the right word when I'm on the spot in front of the camera. <laughs> so just bear with me here. But I've never, I think I said this on the last episode, I've never had the need to fight for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that. Well, what do you mean? Like spiritually? Uh, in any sense. Physically? Yeah. All of it? Because I've never had, like, I've never been forced into a situation where I have to fight my way out whether that be physically or I think maybe at school they put us in debates about stuff, but it's so like materialistic. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like not that big of a deal. Yeah. I don't find it that important. I've never had to punch my way out of a situation (laughs) and I kind of wish I have because that would give me some experience and I would feel more confident. Not that I'm, unconfident but I would feel a lot stronger in my faith if I had to prove it to someone mm-hmm. you know well you know boldness doesn't just help yourself either right it helps other people's like faith too but like if people see that you really believe what you believe and you're confident in it that helps them also put trust in it mm-hmm. and like think okay he really thinks this is true maybe exactly I should look at this too and so like it, it gives a credibility right mm-hmm. so that's cool um, let's see. Let's let's hop into some Q and A here. Um, this first one didn't write down a name. Um, oh, it's okay, okay, Bree from Instagram here. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what is believed to be the afterlife for Mormons? We kind of already discussed that. I've heard um, explanations mentioning ruling planets, becoming a god yourself, choosing a spouse f- uh, for heaven, and reaching certain levels of heaven. I've always been pretty confused on what the solid answer was. So, I mean, I don't know if you're the right person to try to answer that, but... Yeah, because it's not hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but I I guess, um, you know, if you... I guess you don't want to become God, but you would like to be able to, um, you know, let's say you get into heaven. You'd be able to be like, oh, I'd love to, you know, you can help still guide people, as in, in heaven, you know, you can still do the Lord's work, and... That could either be like, oh, I want to be helping, I don't know, whatever it could be, like helping and, um, what was the other question? And like, um, you know, like finding a spouse in heaven, I would say, I'm not exactly sure on that, but I know like you want to at least, you know, hopefully have a spouse before you go to heaven. But what's the uh, point? What's like the reason behind that? Uh, so then you can have like, you know, an eternal family and you can get sealed into the temple mm. and, you know, your family can be eternal throughout heaven and you can I guess kind of have like be bonded, I guess. So let's talk about the levels of heaven. Is there levels of heaven? Because, you know, when I think of heaven, there's no levels. It's just hell or heaven, right? <laughs> like that. So I guess you have like, uh, like three levels. You have like your, the telestial, the... Celestial and the terrestrial. I think so. Um, well, and I guess, the, you know, they're still in heaven, but I guess different layers. So, like, you have... Uh, when you say layers, is there, like, good, better, and then best, essentially, kind of, like... Kind of. So, you know, and I don't know what the difference would be. It wouldn't be, like, oh, you're amazing, you get to go to the best. Or it's, like, 
oh, you did okay. You don't, you know, you get to go to the worst. I don't know if it works that way, but I'm just saying, like, um, at least what I've heard, there's like kind of three layers to it. Okay. Um, and then, you know, you still have like hell and, you know, outer darkness. Okay. And outer darkness and hell are different as well or the uh, same? Same. Okay. So there's one hell, essentially, mm-hmm. aka outer darkness, and then three levels of heaven. Yeah. Is there any, do you guys believe in like works, essentially? Like, can you get to heaven with just, I guess, accepting, like, let, let's let's make a scenario here. Mm-hmm. Let's say I, I believe in God, but I choose to live my life however I want, because I know he died for my sins, so I'm just going to kind of have a like live my life and do some good, but not really worry about it too much. Like what would happen to somebody like that? You think? And obviously it depends on like exactly who they are and like what their mindset was, but like someone similar to that mindset, what would you say? Like kind of, uh, I guess it depends. See, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I know it, it depends on what it was. So, um, for example, like, let's say, uh, you know, let's say you didn't, you know, you knew that God exists, but you're like, ah, I don't, I don't care to go to church. I don't mm-hmm. want to do any of these. Um, but like, you were still a good person. Like, you didn't do anything like seriously evil. Like, go blow up a school or something. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> um, but like, then you know, probably you'd be like, well, if you'd still get tried, and like, you'd go through your sins, and you'd be, you know, at like at that point saying, well. Anything that I've, all these sins that I've done bad, do I repent for it? Do I actually? So I guess it just depends. Now, if you were, you know, a bad person, then it's obviously different. Mm-hmm. Aiden likes to play the harp on that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to stop? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I guess, yeah, well, we believe, like, if someone said, like, let's say, someone, like, I just explained that example. I guess what I was trying to get at is like works and faith, right? And how do they, how yeah. do those work together and how like they, can they exist like without each other? And so like what we believe is like you, faith is what saves you. Nothing else saves you. No amount of doing good and not sinning is going to save you. Yeah. But once you, <clears throat> if you really believe that, right, mm-hmm. you're not going to go on sinning and living that lifestyle because you've, heard the truth and you understand the truth your works are proof of your faith yeah so they work hand in hand that way so yeah yeah. it's almost like comparing love like in a relationship right like i don't like i can say i love you but but if i don't actually show and like do things that like you know can go back to three spirits love patience kindness self-control all those things if i don't show that towards another person then i don't really love them right so that's kind of how we think those two interact um, all right, next question here. And also another thing was like, uh, probably the best example that I've heard was someone said, uh, who said it, but they were saying how you can either, you know, let's say you don't believe in God mm-hmm. or, you know, you've heard about God, but you don't choose to act on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could go throughout your whole time on earth um, and you'd be like, oh, well, I don't believe in God. And you can go your whole time on earth without believing in him but then if you you know go to if like you die and you go to heaven and you're like oh he did exist well you went your whole life and it might be different you know like um you know like you were saying like oh you wouldn't have the faith and everything um or i've also heard like 
you could go through and believe in God and you could go your whole life without, you know, your whole life with having faith and believing in God and there's no heaven, then like, well, it wasn't that much to believe in God, but it's, you know, it, even if you don't believe in God, like, let's say, I, th- I think I know what you're getting at. You're like saying like, like if, if, sorry, if I'm no. right, then, then great. Right. But if you're wrong, then you have then to go this. throughout full eternity. Of being Is that what you're wrong. saying? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's like the worst yeah, yeah. way to like, no, no, for sure. yeah, <laughs> there's a name okay. for that. There's a name for that thought process. I forget what it's called, but anyways, uh, we'll go to the next question here. It's from an Instagram poll. Um, we were honestly already answered these, but like, uh, or this one, this was new. Have you had any personal encounters with Jesus you'd like to share? By Julie Janik. <laughs> personal experiences, always fun to talk about. Should one of us go, should we all answer this? I guess so. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Anyone want, uh, should I go first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, I guess we have to define an encounter first, right? So... An encounter, I mean, it could be all the way, like... It's not that difficult. As the Have you ever encountered Jesus? <laughs> well, to find an encounter, right? Is it a feeling, oh or it does it have to be, like, a crazy thing? But I don't think it has to be a crazy thing, what right? What would be, like, I guess, like, what's your most, like, strongest encounter? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, something that's, like, wow, that was... Or, like, divine, inter- like, literal intervention. divine intervention. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, miracles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been, like, one that stands out a lot from the others, but it's more of just, like when I ask God for something and it happens or I get the understanding of why it shouldn't happen and why like it's not best for it to happen. Um, or just like when I'm driving down the road and like you're praying and you just, you know, you feel his presence essentially. And like, that's, it's all hard to like prove and stuff, but I don't think that's the point of the question. Um, well, it's kind of, that's similar to what I was talking about earlier where like when someone asks you like, well, have you ever seen God? (laughs) How can you believe in him? Like, I just, there's something in my heart that compels me to believe in God, and I call that Christianity. You can call it whatever you want, but I, like, that's just the way I see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I guess just times where, you know, you you pray for somebody and something happens, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you read the Bible, and you see how it's true, and you can, like, literally ask God a question, flip to a random page in the Bible, and it's answered perfectly. Like, moments like that is what what gives me the faith and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's mine. I don't know. Zane, anything? Um, I'd say similar stuff to like yours, mm-hmm. but I would say the biggest one, it wasn't, ha- it didn't happen to me exactly, but it happened to like my brother and my mom. So for example, we were out in uh, Puerto Rico and we were, I think we're, there was a crab and we're like putting it back in the, like putting <laughs> it back on the beach or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, so while we were there, my brother, he was like, he was really young and he just took off running into like to go get a seashell or whatever. <laughs> but he like ran into the ocean, like where like right to the line and like a big wave like came and like grabbed oh, him, and, like sucked shoot. him out. Some riptide action. Yeah. It was like, and this was like the worst, it was like the strongest riptide in like the whole area. And, um, so it sucked him out pretty fast. He wasn't the best swimmer because, you know, he's still a little kid. So my mom jumped into the water to swim after him. I'm still young, so, like, I was on the beach just, like, freaking out, seeing, like, my brother getting swept away and my mom going after him. Yeah. Dang. And they were, like, pretty far out. And she just kept trying to swim back and, you know. Like, with him? Yeah, with him in Oh, my gosh. Oh, geez. And so she's trying to swim back and, like, she couldn't get back. 
like it just kept pulling her out and waves would go over her and she was like in like you know swallowing water and starting to drown and uh what she said you know she said a prayer and all i remember was just a guy like appeared because it was like a super straight like flat beach Mm -hmm. i remember like a guy just appeared and he was like running that way and he saw my mom and my brother and he like hopped in the water and like quickly swam over and grabbed him and like it was fast. Like he like swam out to them and he grabbed them and then like swam to the beach and, you know, and like saved them. Dang. And like, you know, he held like both of them as he was swimming, <laughs> like, the, like directly into the riptide. Like, wow. It was That's pretty awesome. It was crazy. Um, and then, you know, we're like, hey, thank you. And I guess he walked, kept walking along the beach. That was like the last we ever saw of him. That's like an angel encounter. That's so cool. It was, it that, was. Amazing. I would have. That's terrifying, honestly. I, I don't like Riptide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and Jenna were stuck in Riptide one time. Seriously, but like we got out. But it was, yeah, it's it's scary stuff. It's, like it you is. try, you like even if you can stand, like you still can't move forward because yeah. the sand just gets swept up from underneath you. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I've never seen Jesus with my eyes in person. But I think you'd be glowing if you would. Yeah. <laughs> the um, just because of the way God is like, obviously he's worked in my life and he's worked in all of ours. Um, but I think the best example of that would be um, the way he worked in my earlier years. Um, Zane, you don't know this. I'm pretty sure I was. <laughs> um when I was three, I was diagnosed with um, acute lymphocytic leukemia. Oh, yeah. And I was on chemotherapy for three years, and that was probably the most faithful faithful my parents ever were <laughs> in their lives because what we tend to do as humans and as um, religious humans is we turn to God or we turn to what we believe in in like our darkest times, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's definitely true for myself. I think um, this is kind of a little tangent, but when I'm going through something difficult or when something bad happens, that's when I start to pray again. And then it kind of, the, pr- the amount of prayer kind of slopes down until something bad happens again. Mm-hmm. And so what I try to do this is the end of my tangent, but what I try to do is just pray constantly so that I don't have to wait until the bad moments and feel bad about it, you know? But my parents were so faithful and they were always praying for me when I was little. And I finished chemo when I was six and then I was considered cured when I was like 11. So nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of years. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I didn't realize how much of a gift that was until after because there I couldn't be saved for no reason, you know? Mm-hmm. I, that's the way that I see it at least like I had to have survived that for a reason. Yeah. So that's definitely divine intervention. That's cool. That's really cool. We can have this probably be the last question here. Um, The main differences between Mormonism and other Christian denominations. So we've already talked about a lot of this, and I think 
if you want me to, I can kind of discuss a lot of those because you've already done a lot of talking and I want to save you from some hard questions. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess from our viewing, like what are the biggest differences? So I guess like we can say probably the biggest is having the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Um. So we don't believe in that book. We don't believe it's holy or divine. And I guess we frankly don't exist that the tablets ever existed. And this, none of this is to like hurt you or do anything. This no, is no, this I is know. what we believe. <laughs> um, and like, I guess like just what you said on marriage too. Like you know, Paul says like if you if you can like don't get married. So like Paul says that, and it's like, but if you can't control yourself, get married. So like even that, there's differences there. Um, and then. I guess one of the big things that we always like, we believe the Bible has no errors essentially. And I guess like the more, like the Mormon church will sometimes say there's, you know, translational things. And like there, there is like per se, but like when you go back to the Greek and Hebrew, like those things yeah, those are, are like, solid. They're solid. And we have the Dead Sea Scrolls and all that stuff to kind of back all that stuff up, which works for both, both of our cases, I guess. Um, but like besides that, I'm trying to think of like, we also don't, believe that we've seen prophets prophets since the old testament right i don't, th- I don't think that's true well like true prophets yeah that's what you mean. yeah like known world like no there's 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 prophets like that's a spiritual gift i guess it's prophecy but like what do you mean when you say prophet like that's someone that like like elijah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i have any evidence to back that up i know what you mean like <laughs> they might not be as a. Uh, Prophets aren't as important to us as they used to be. Yeah. That's because we have God now though, right? Because like in the Old Testament, there's all these prophets. Yeah. So like, there, there really hasn't been any like those kind of prophets or judges like we sometimes call them after the Old, Old Testament because now we have Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, there's not like a need for that communication between God and human essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything you want to elaborate on that? Or? Not that I can think of, no. Okay. And then also, I guess, yeah, from what I understand in Mormonism, like they believe God was like, we believe he's alpha and omega. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's God. He'll always be God. No other God came before him or after him. Yeah. Um, and that we are his creation and there's no way we can like become him essentially. And let's see what else, what else is there? I guess those are like, and then, yeah, there's like all like, Satan and Lucifer, or like Satan and Jesus being siblings, I guess is. is do you know anything about that? Or yeah, okay. What's it's the same thing, you know? They were brothers, and uh, I don't know. I guess it's the same thing to yours, you know? Like well, we, yeah, that's what we don't we don't believe they were brothers. So I guess that's also a difference. Oh, I guess that is a difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, see, art we believe that they were brothers. Okay, but then they're. Uh, so, so what's your view of the Trinity? Like, do you guys believe in the Trinity? So we believe that they're three separate beings. So, you know, they have a, you have Heavenly Father. Yeah. And you have Jesus Christ. And then you have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Okay. Well, that's what we believe. Then how, how can Jesus? Well, they're just for us, all of those coincide into one thing called God. Yeah. And we see that in a lot of medieval and Renaissance art, actually, where there's depictions of Jesus with like three faces. I think I've talked about this before, but there's paintings of that's an example jesus with three faces and it's supposed to represent the three parts 
that are 100% God, but also 100%, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I have one question. So yeah. do you guys think that, like, uh, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, are they the same person, or are they two separate? Um, I think the, the best answer that I could give you is that Jesus is 100% God, but he's also 100% man. So they're different, but they're also, like, completely the same. <laughs> so how to make really someone's mind understand exactly. anything it, it makes no it kind of admittedly makes no sense but <laughs> I'm just, it's it takes yeah i don't know see i'm just wondering because like for example we have like a heavenly father mm-hmm. you know and that's jesus uh jesus christ's father yeah so if you were to think of them as like personages like you have heavenly father and jesus christ would you say they're one or, like, do you guys believe that it's one, or do you think that they're separate? Separate in what way? Like, like well, because like, well, I, th- I think he's getting at they're separate because they refer to each other as father and son, right? Is that yeah, kind of what so. you're saying? Yeah, because, um, yeah, I mean, Jesus does refer to God as father, mm-hmm. but I think, uh, yeah, and God, and it, it also says that, God so loved the world, so he sent his one and only son. And so they are father and son. Yeah, but what do you guys think about that verse, one and only son? If Jesus and Lucifer are siblings, how does that work? Um, so what they explained was like how uh, Lucifer was cast out. So He was kind of like banished and he, w- he didn't really count. Yeah, kind of like disowned. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, so what happened is um, uh, Heavenly Father had you know the plan for the earth. And he went through and he's like, I don't know, I'm going to just give you, like, kind of the quick summary of it. It was, like, Jesus Christ was the one. He's like, hey, I want to give, you know, the, what's the word? I can't remember the word now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, oh, yeah, give the people, like, their agency. For example, you know, like, it's like yeah, I want the people, you know, to make their own choices. But, you know. Free will. Yeah, free will. Yeah. But then uh, Lucifer's was, you know, he wants power over he the people. He wanted to become like God. Yeah, and he wanted to have power over everyone you know like you said become like god so um heavenly father went with jesus christ's plan and that's why he was sent down to your to the earth okay and i guess uh yeah i guess just to clarify the way we view it is like i think yeah we can't really fully explain god son the holy spirit being one but also different i think i i, I don't know I, and, and yeah in our mind we can't really comprehend that and that's something we just have faith on yeah then, <laughs> yeah because yeah. I've just always been <laughs> confused on that. Like, oh, yeah, that's do, you fair. Guys, do you guys <laughs> believe they're, like, separate? Or do you think they're the same? Because I've heard, like, the Holy Trinity. And, you know, but I'm, like, I've always just mm-hmm. wondered about that. I think. Well, but you guys also believe in the three of them. You, th- you think they're, like, separate. And they came, like, came together and, like, made a, a, a bond, essentially, kind of. Or, like, So I guess they're all kind of not tied. You know, they're all. So Heavenly Father is Jesus Christ's father yep and then the holy spirit is you know part of that um but you can kind of think of them as like so i don't know i've always just wondered like so what do you guys think of like heavenly father and jesus i don't know how to explain you know like maybe this will kind of help you like i can't sorry <laughs> I, can, no, I can't like this is a great question but um like when i i like i kind of almost pray to three like to that the separate parts of them so like if i need if I need wisdom, I'll ask the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Because that's, the Holy Spirit is kind of like, 
Snapchat in the sense of like <laughs> immediate access and like, you know, he's a spirit eye guy. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Good analogy. I see. Snapchat. And then, second. <laughs> and then Jesus is like my brother, right? So if I need companionship or a friend, I like, this mean Jesus, right? And, and then they're all still the same. But yeah. then like if I, if I need guidance, like, not guidance, but like, well, they're all the same. So like, I guess, I guess the Holy Spirit is like the, the communication between like, let's say the Holy Spirit's chilling at home. Right. So he can ask God and then snap me back. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so like God's the dad figure, you know, like the, yeah. Yeah. But like, <laughs> and would you say like the Holy Spirit's like part of, not part of you, but you know, like the Holy Spirit's yeah, in Holy, me. Yeah. Yeah. It can. Yeah. yeah. It's in you. When you accept yeah. Jesus, yeah, he comes in you and ideally starts a fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's similar to ours then. Okay, cool. Um, they're all one thing, but they're all separate at the same time. And then the whole Satan thing, like we believe that Satan was just a creation, an angel, not a son of God, I mm-hmm. guess. But like that stuff is so hard to talk about because like it's so like beyond like human understanding. Yeah, it's like it's true. It's that's why I take. That's why it takes faith, you know, and yeah. not just for faith. And it's like. Yeah, not just for us non-denominationals, but for Mormons and Catholics and other Abrahamic religions is like the stuff that we're only sure about because we have faith in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what faith is, just being sure of something and your spirit and your heart are sure of it, but you don't know why. <laughs> you just have faith in it. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Any last words, a Lane, or... I almost called him Aiden, didn't you? <laughs> nice. I was going to ask you next, Aiden. So <laughs> you better be ready. Uh, Is if you could give uh, young people in this generation any piece of advice, what would you give? Doesn't have to be, you know, spiritual. I think just kind of be whatever. Over anything, um, God is always going to be right. I would say so. Even if anything, you know, like let's say you're like, oh, I, you know you think that God's telling you something, but it might be wrong or something. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, probably your head. Yeah, if you it's know, coming from God, it can't be wrong. Yeah, and God's always going to be right over man any day. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, wait, new, new, new little conversation <laughs> from that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? How do you guys like this? So, like, that's a huge thing for, I think, all of our, like, all of us is, like, how do we know if it's God talking to us or if it's just, like, our head, right? So how do you guys, like, figure out if it's you and, like, Satan trying to lie to you or if it's from God? I don't know. I still struggle this, with that. <laughs> this is, I think it's kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying it's, to figure out how to word this it's again. It's the hardest thing to like explain. Mom, pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe that I have some sort of spiritual gift in the sense that I know when God's talking to me because I have this ability to discern between my own thoughts and God speaking into me and how how do you discern just spiritually it's just i just know i would say i just know <laughs> but what if a muslim told you that we'll see like some <laughs> i just i just know <laughs> i don't know how to ex- like i don't know how to explain it I've, yeah I've seen, like some people have like you know like what you're saying like oh you know you can great <laughs> these are really fun to no, yeah, it's okay. fun. <laughs> uh like how you're saying like yeah you can know and i've like is i've heard some people you know they're saying like Oh yeah, I, you know they have like a not I wouldn't call it like special gifts, but you know like a something that they're like 
don't know, like their family or something, you'd be able to be like, uh, and you know, this isn't in like Mormon church. I'm just saying like, I've seen it where like, oh, you know how to tell if it's like your mind or like, you know, the devil or like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the way, the way mm-hmm. I do it is I read the word of God, right? Which is the Bible. And I can learn God's character from that. So from just knowing his character, you already know, like, if a certain job comes up, you already know, like, no, God wouldn't approve of that. So I, I immediately know the answer. Well, yeah, right? I mean, that's exactly how it is for me because I, like, from the scripture that I have read, I know that that's something, like, when I think I'm hearing, when I think I'm hearing God, I'm like, is that something Jesus would say? Mm-hmm. Or is that something that God Does it agree with the Bible, tell people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And most, if not all the time, it does. Mm-hmm. And so... Like even, oh, my tummy's rumbly. Sorry. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. My, so when I hear, it's kind of a formless voice, like a voiceless voice. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like a person talking. I just hear like words and I'm like praying about it. I'm like, God, should I give this homeless man some money or am I going to like, is he not homeless and I'm going to get mugged? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's Aspen, so that's never going to happen, but, you know, <laughs> like hypothetical. And in a lot of situations, I'll hear something and in kind of an ironic sense, I know that it's God because I deny it. Okay. Yeah. You're like, no, and I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if it was Satan, you'd be like, oh yeah, of course. I'll do exactly. That. <laughs> because like Satan is a lot more he tempting. Tempts you. Yeah, exactly. And it's easier, you know? it's more comfortable to do the stuff that Satan would usually want you to do. Mm-hmm. And so what's all your flesh desires? So you're like, exactly. Yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> and, but when it's God, I have that choice not to do it. And yeah, I think that in a sense shows that that's my flesh, you know, straying away from God. I brought this up before, but it's like when Jesus was in the desert for 40 days, right? He hadn't eaten food. He was walking through the desert. Satan comes up and tempts him. He's like, hey, if you worship me, or he's like, just turn these rocks into bread. And he's like, no. And then he tempts him with, you know, having the whole world um, and ruling over it if he wor- worships him. And Jesus says no. And Jesus knew that because he knew the word of God and he answered with the word of God. Mm-hmm. But then we also have to remember Satan quoted scripture back to him. But then Jesus quoted scripture back, disproving what Satan <laughs> just tried to use scripture for and like mm-hmm. dilute it, right? Exactly. So we got to know that the, the enemy can also use scripture and things that sound right Against to, to tempt us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we just have to be on top of it. Really. Yeah, like, <laughs> we do have to. That's, that's why it's important to read scriptures so that you know stuff that God would do. Mm-hmm. And know, surrounding like yourself saying. with more people that also know scripture even more than you so they can kind of like... You hold you accountable. Hold you accountable and like also bounce ideas and thoughts off. For of sure. Them. Yeah, um, I'd say a big thing is to, you know, pray about, you know, if you know it's right, if it's wrong, mm-hmm. anything. So, like, uh, for example, you know, we live in, like, middle of nowhere, like, farmland. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. Um, and an awesome thing is, like, you can go up into the mountains, I guess, and, like, silence. Like, you can't see a car, can't hear anything. It's, like, absolutely silent. And, like... Also scary because if you like got mauled by a bear, then like you're never no one would found. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you would fall into a moonshine well and never yeah, get seriously. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like an awesome like a thing that I love to do is like you know I'll go up there middle of nowhere and like just pray, 
And it's, you know, that's sometimes where I feel like, you know, the strongest, like, I can feel like. You're in God's creation, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you can feel the spirit and you can feel mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel alive, right? Yeah. You get rid of all the distractions. And yeah, and you yeah. get, like, that feeling after, and it lasts for, like, either, like, the rest of the day or, like, days. You know I, what yeah, I, mean? I, w- I would call that it's bliss, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't get how, like, atheists can go into nature and, like, experience that and, like, themselves. Be like, be like, yeah, God isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> this is all little, some some molecules accidentally hit each other and turn into <laughs> this, and I can think about that. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, I think to end this off, any any last words for you? No, I've said what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, um, if you're a Mormon listening to this, I'm impressed you've made it this far. <laughs> Zane, I appreciate you very much for coming on here. Yeah, it was nice meeting you. Having a 2v1 <laughs> conversation <laughs> about Christianity this morning. I hope I didn't make like, a ton of people mad. Hey, if, you did, it, it wasn't if he Christian, made people so mad, probably he probably said something true. <laughs> so that's, that's or true. messed up on something. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> um, but I just encourage every one of you out there, whatever denomination, whatever religion you have, don't just Don't believe, be afraid to question it. Yeah, don't just believe what your parents said or what everyone around you is saying, but look into the Word, look into the Bible, read the Bible, read other, read the Book of Mormon, like re- read everything. Literally read the Quran. Yeah, it's and like, like <laughs> you know, Look at historical fact. Look at look at everything you can, and really just try to figure out what's truth. And I think I think all of us here do have enough of the truth that we do believe in the one true God. Um, and like I, I'm ob- I'm not the judge of that. The thing is, these conversations are difficult to have because we're not the judge of who's right and wrong. God is, yeah. So we're just really determining who is God. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're talking about God and we don't, like, in the grand scale, we don't know anything Mm -hmm. about this stuff, you know? What I'm saying is that I think we all have the basic understanding of who our creator is. Yeah, exactly. um, I think all of us learning more about it and really understanding more of it it obviously can hurt and will help other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just wanted to leave everyone that encouragement. Yeah. Anything, Anything else? No, one thing that we should do is have, like, we need to find, like, an atheist or something and get them on the show. We've talked about that before. No, we need we need a Catholic. We need, like, a Buddhist. We need yeah. everybody. We need a, we need a, a Taoist. <laughs> this, need is a, a, this is, like, the first kind of episode we've done was, like, someone kind of, like, different. So I think well, we did first. Well, we did do the episode with Wolf King's girlfriend, but yeah. that was after she had well, she's a, accepted Jesus. She's not a witch anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we had a former witch. <laughs> We need a real witch now. <laughs> but I think, like, you know, to see all the different perspectives and see, like, all the, you know, oh, where some of them hi- might have flaws, where they contradict or mm-hmm. where they build off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, might be a little chaotic, I'd say. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It'd be awesome. I think, I think like, we all kind of have, like, a lot of things we agree on. So mm-hmm. it's going to become a lot harder once we have someone that's, like, completely different. Just that, like, blatantly admits, like, that they think we're going to, like, you know, I think we we're can enemies, make, essentially, we could, but, like... Yeah, we can make a goal to, like, find common ground yeah. or something. We need to go into town and just, like, pick a random person off the stream and be like, <laughs> you're doing an interview right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, stay tuned for that. Maybe that'll eventually happen. I hope it does, because that sounds fun. It does. Um, but without further ado, thank you guys for watching listening. Please subscribe, leave a little review. Zane, any... uh. 
places or platforms people should see and reach out to you if they have any questions or want to talk to you directly? Uh, probably Instagram or YouTube. Instagram. We'll leave Zane's Instagram and YouTube channel below. If you want to check it out, learn more about drones. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll see you guys in the next video. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine.